Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for March 29th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, I have uh, one new video up on the blog. It is, uh, it was Asuka defending the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair on Tuesday night. Now, uh, what was supposed to happen on Tuesday is uh, it was supposed to be a five-way match to determine a WrestleMania challenger for Asuka, and the WWE decided to change it to a title match for Charlotte. So the obvious reason for this is the WrestleMania card is so bloated that they needed to get rid of a match. Now, I've been saying for the last two months that the logical solution is to add Asuka to the main event and make it a four-way, especially if the titles will be unified, as some of us expect. Uh, of course, doing it this way, play, doing it the way they did it, plays into Charlotte as spoiled and undeserving. But, you know, they've had way too much time to come up with contrived, convoluted nonsense throughout this card. It's not just this. It's other stuff on the card. You know, it's like they've got 27 gauntlet matches, right? For what? It's just ridiculous. And, and the, the, the card is still bloated. I don't give a shit what anyone says. It's all unnecessary, and this is really no different. When they do it this way, there's no way Asuka is keeping the title. I knew as soon as uh, uh, Charlotte came out and they, and they said, everybody's acting like they're surprised going to be a title match, they made this decision right before the show, okay? They didn't announce it. They didn't say anything. And, it, you know, it pisses off fans because they love Asuka. Now, they, keep in mind, they don't hate Charlotte. They hate Vince for anointing Charlotte the chosen one. And, of course, that's been part of the angle since SummerSlam. Okay, so they're not booing Charlotte. They're booing Vince, Right? It's the same thing when Roman Reigns was, you know, uh, fans supposedly hated Roman, right? It, they don't hate Roman. They hate Vince. Okay? You don't, you know, just illogical. Illogical. Anyway, supposedly, now, from what I understand, Asuka will not be added to the, four, to the match, the main event. She should be, okay? She belongs in it. But the point is, what they're planning to do is have Becky win the Raw Women's Championship, and that way at the end of the show, you know, you go off the air with the four, the four as, or as uh, Shayna Baszler has called them, the faux horsewomen holding all the belts. Because you've got, you'll have uh, 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 Becky with the Raw title, Charlotte with the SmackDown title, and of course, Sasha Banks and Bayley with the tag team titles. So that's what they want. That's what they want. They want this big moment at the end of the show, right? And so, you know, they're not... The, 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 the uh, Ronda Rousey version of the Four Horsewomen preceded them, you know? So that's the thing. I, I, mean, I don't know if they're going to turn that into a feud or not. I mean, Shayna could certainly handle it, but I'm not so sure about... Uh, uh, Marina Shafir and, and Jessamyn Duke. Uh, but uh, if that's what it leads to, I don't know, that'll end up, we'll be, they'll end up doing that at, at uh, Survivor Series, I suppose. As far as the match, um, you know, it was very similar 
to their WrestleMania match. And I, the only thing is I like the ending a lot better. I, I did not like the ending of the WrestleMania match because it was too abrupt. And um, the ending of this was a lot better. I mean, it was a competitive match. It's not like Charlotte dominated or anything. Uh, you know, she got her moves in. Asuka got her moves in. Eh, I, I, the ending was better because of the big power bomb. Uh, Charlotte never did that uh, at the end of the WrestleMania match. Uh, but, you know, it's funny about that because for over the last three months that Asuka has been winning on house shows. So, uh, you know, at some point they have to treat her a lot better. Okay. Now, fans are still all outraged and they think she should leave the WWE and all that kind of nonsense. Look, she said in the Japanese post-match promo that she lost, but she will come back stronger than ever. And she'll be fine, as long as the WWE doesn't try to cheat her out of a WrestleMania bonus like they tried to do at SummerSlam. Okay? So, anyway, check out the video. It's up on my blog. It, it's a good match. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, the only thing that's wrong with it is I thought there should have been more of a build. And uh, uh, I think if they had done more of a build, I'd have been a lot happier with the match. Okay, uh, coming up... Tomorrow night, let's talk about uh, UFC on ESPN2. Uh, that is uh, tomorrow night at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. And um, this show, uh, the main part of the show in the U.S. will air on ESPN, and the prelims will air on ESPN+. In Canada, the main part of the show and the prelims will air on uh, TSN, and the, uh, uh, fight, the, the early prelims will air on um, Fight Pass, UFC Fight Pass. And I guess the show, the Fight Pass prelims are probably starting at like uh, 3.30 or 4. I'm not exactly sure because the main card is supposed to start at 7. Okay. Anyways, there's three women's matches on the show, so let's talk about them. Uh, first of all, on the main card, you have uh, Michelle Watterson versus Karolina Kowalkiewicz. Uh, it's a strawweight bout. Uh, it's being viewed, I guess, as kind of a uh, pivotal match in the strawweight division and that one of these two might get a title shot with a win. I'm not so sure about that, but uh, I'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, Michelle is a fan favorite known as the Karate Hottie. The problem with her in, uh, of course, she trains at Jackson Wink in New Mexico. Her record is 16 and 6. The problem with her in the UFC is she's an atom weight, not a straw weight, okay? And so really, she's always going to be fighting an uphill battle uh, in straw weight. And uh, so she's in tough here, like... You know, anyone who thinks that it's a sure win for her because she's a better fighter than Carolina, you would be incorrect. Okay, Carolina is from Poland. She's training these days at American Top Team in Florida. Uh, you know, she's a former title challenger. And, and uh, she lost, of course. But she does have a win over the current champ, um, uh, Rose Namahunas. Now, in her latest fight, she got her ass handed to her by... Uh, um, Jessica Andraj, and of course Jessica is going to be uh, challenging for the uh, title um, in May. And here's the thing about Carolina, okay? She's a points fighter, all right? But she's really good at it. 
And her, the key to her winning this fight is if she can uh, avoid pressure, if she can keep Michelle off her, she can win this fight. Doesn't matter if she wins it by unanimous decision or split decision, it really makes no difference. But she can win this fight. And what usually ends up beating Carolina, I mean, if you've seen her losses, whether it's to uh, Jessica Andrade or the other one uh, I recall was uh, Claudia Gadelia, she loses because she can't handle pressure. Okay? And that's really what happens to her. If, you know, Michelle, the, the Michelle um, uh, needs to be very aggressive with her in order to beat her. I just don't know if she can be that way um, considering the size disadvantage. Okay? So, uh, I expect it to go the distance and uh, possibly, um, uh, you know, it might be a split decision or something like that because I, Carolina doesn't finish fights, okay? All right, now the second fight is on the uh, prelims, and like I said, they are on e ESPN Plus in the US and TSN in Canada. Uh, it is another strawweight bout. It is Jessica Aguilar versus Marina Rodriguez. Now this was supposed to be, um, uh, this was supposed to be uh, Alexa Grasso in this fight, but Alexa dropped out and uh, Jessica uh, was announced as the um, uh, replacement uh, last week. And of course, she's a veteran fighter. We're all familiar with her. Her run in the uh, UFC has not been very good. She's, I think, one in three at this point. And she got hammered in her last fight uh, against um, Weili Zhang. That was in China. And Whaley just killed her. And she's also had injuries where she uh, had a broken foot and she also blew out her knee. And, uh, you know, she's 36 years old now. Jessica, maybe it's time to go. Uh, if she were to lose this fight, it would be my guess that that's it. She's gone. Okay? But, you know, you never know. I mean, she's coming in as a last-minute replacement, so that actually is a favorable thing for her. Uh, her opponent here uh, is, made her UFC debut a few months ago. She, in a, it was a draw against um, uh, Randa Marcos. You know, she's from Brazil. She uh, got to the UFC uh, by the Brazilian edition of Dana White's Contender Series. Uh, I don't think she's a UFC caliber fighter. I, what I've seen with the uh, Dana White, Brazilian Dana White Contender Series is uh, a lot of the women that they've signed really shouldn't be in the UFC. And I don't think Marina's any different. So we'll just have, uh, at this point, I don't know if Jessica is capable of finishing a fight. I'd like to see her be more aggressive than she has been uh, in recent years. But if she's not, Marina has a chance to win because she can squeak out a win. You know, I haven't seen any indication that she can do anything more than that. Okay, the third fight, which is on the uh, prelims and as I the uh, uh, the early prelims and like I said uh, the deal here is that these early pre prelims will be on uh, ESPN plus in the US and UFC fight pass in Canada and the fight is a flyweight uh, Marina Morose versus Sab Sabina Mazo uh, Marina uh, will be making her first 
uh, UFC fight at flyweight. She was previously fighting at strawweight. She is from the Ukraine, uh, but she is now training at um, American Top Team in Florida. Uh, she's had a mixed run in the UFC. Um, you know, uh, there's times when she's looked really good, but it, not, ra- not lately. Uh, she hasn't looked that good. She's primarily a boxer. Her husband is a boxer. So she's primarily a boxer. So I really haven't seen her go for uh, takedowns or anything like that. Now, she said in an interview uh, earlier this week that uh, she welcomes the move to flyweight because she... Uh, it was just too much to cut to uh, straw weight. So, and, and earlier in her career in Europe, she did fight at flyweight. So uh, she did not drop down to straw weight until she came to the UFC. Okay. Um, I, we'll see if she's a different kind of fighter at that weight. I really don't know the answer to that question. Uh, she's fairly tall for a straw weight. And he, so she shouldn't seem out of place. But uh, I haven't really been that impressed with her performances. And Sabina is uh, making her UFC debut. She is a former LFA champ. Uh, She is from Colombia, but she trains at uh, King's MMA in California. And a lot of fighters train there. It's a very very popular uh, uh, dojo. And, uh, I mean, I haven't seen her before. Um, You know, you never know what it's going to be like. I mean, uh, she's making her UFC debut. Uh, There could be UFC jitters. Uh, you know, we'll see what kind of fighter she is. I mean, uh, I don't favor, favor either one of them one way or another. Uh, I, I actually like uh, the idea of uh, Marina moving up to uh, flyweight. And we'll see if she's a better fighter there. I mean, I think she's a step up in competition for Sabina. So we'll just have to wait and see on that. Okay, we have some new fight announcements. Okay, the first one, which is the big one, Uh, was reported on Wednesday by Brett Okamoto of ESPN that Amanda Nunez will defend her UFC bantamweight championship against Holly Holm at UFC 239 July 6th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. That's International Fight Week, of course. Now, apparently this has been agreed to verbally pending signed bout agreements. Now, originally... Holly was supposed to fight Aspen Ladd last month. Now, that fight was scrapped for two reasons. One is that Holly was in negotiations for a new contract. And two, the UFC wanted to do Amanda versus Holly at UFC 237 in Brazil. Now, Holly's manager, Lenny Fresquez, announced last week that Holly has signed a new six-fight contract. And now she's getting a bantamweight title shot in July. So here's the thing. Amanda did the unthinkable by knocking out Chris Cyborg on New Year's Eve. Now, right now, she looks unbeatable. But with this talk about her mother bugging her to retire, I just wonder how focused Amanda will be is on fighting. Now, there's no question she's a better fighter than Holly. And though Holly looked really good in her most recent win over Megan Anderson, uh, and she has shocked the world before. So if, if... Amanda is distracted by a pending retirement, you know, that may be the only thing that could derail Amanda. I mean, it indicates she's a flake and her head isn't on straight. And sometimes stupidity trumps ability. Now, the other thing I wanted to comment about this fight, which is possible, what I've always said about Amanda Nunez is that if she wins this fight, she's going to win it early on. 
okay? Because that's what she does. She finishes fights in the first round. Now, if, if Holly, so I think if, if Amanda wins this fight, it'll be, you know, in the first round, very, very simple. If Holly can get out of the early rounds and, and weather the storm, she actually has a chance to win because as, a, as points fighters go, she's pretty good. Okay, but I, my doubts that it'll get out of the first round. Kahali's never been KO'd, you know. Okay, she's been submitted, but she's never been KO'd. And so, um, Holly has a chance, but not a great chance, in my opinion. It really depends on Amanda. Amanda, uh, you know, if she fights like she did uh, in the second um, uh, Valentina Shevchenko fight, Holly has a chance to win. If she fights the way she beat Chris Cyborg, Amanda wins. It's as simple as that. Okay, we have some other fight announcements. Uh, on Monday, um, actually on Tuesday, I should say, Rafael Marinho of uh, Combat in Brazil reported that Felice Herrig versus Jan Shonan has been added to UFC 238 June 8th at the United Center in Chicago. So the UFC is just waiting for the bout agreements to be signed. This fight will be at strawweight. Felice is 34 years old from Chicago. She trains with former WEC, UFC, and Bellator fighter Jeff Curran. Uh, she, he's a great trainer for her. Her record is 14-8 and 5-3 and and in the UFC. You know, she looked great when she won five straight fights, but now she lost her last two, and she didn't look good in either fight, so she really needs a win. Yan is 29 years old from China. Her record is 10 and 1, and she's 3 and 0 in the UFC. Now she beat Suri Kondo in her last fight. This is a big step up in competition for Yan, and it's her U.S. debut. And if you don't think that's a big deal, you're wrong. You know, she's never fought in the U.S. before, so she's never fought in that type of situation. She's fought on, in a big crowd in China, but that's a lot different than the U.S. Now, I don't expect a finish to this fight. Felice has finished fights in the past, but not lately. And Yan is a points fighter. She, she's nowhere near as good as Weili Zhang, okay? So I like this fight because there is pressure on both fighters to win. My concern is both will be tentative and it will result in a boring fight. So if one of them will actually take some risks and be aggressive and go for the win, uh, we could see a finish or at very least a dominant win. Uh, I my doubts that that will happen. Okay, now we've got a couple more to announce. Uh, on Wednesday, the Canadian re press reported that Megan Anderson versus Felicia Spencer has been added to UFC on ESPN Plus 9, May 18th at Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York. This fight will be at featherweight. Both fighters are former Invicta featherweight champions. Megan is 29 years old from Gold Coast, Australia, but she trains with UFC fighter James Strauss in Kansas City. Her record is 8-3 and three and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. She won her last fight over Kat Zingano when her toenail cut Kat's eyelid. She basically whiffed on a head kick, and the eyelid, her, her toe cut Cat's eyelid. Now, despite Cat's protest, and she did protest it, that is a legal blow. But it was a fluke, so it didn't convince me of anything. 
Okay, now before that, she didn't look good when she lost her previous fight to Holly Holm. She just did not look good. And she's a lot bigger than Holly. Like, uh, Megan is like f almost six feet tall. And so she's a lot taller than, than Holly. What Holly did was just something that she never really did in the past, is she took her down. And um, Megan really couldn't compete with that. Now, Megan has improved since moving to the yes, but I'm not convinced that she's good enough to contend for a title. Now, Felicia is 28 years old from Montreal, but she trains at the jungle in Orlando, Florida. Her 6-0 record was all in Invicta. And what I like about Felicia is she finishes fights. And I'm not sure that Megan is any better than Felicia's competition level in Invicta. But she certainly seems to be an elite fighter. Now, signing Felicia indicates that the UFC is keeping the featherweight division, despite some people who think they know stuff and they don't. Okay, now also on Wednesday, speaking of the featherweight division, Rafael Marinho of Combat in Brazil reported, this, reported that Bia, Bia Malecki versus Duda Santana has been added to UFC on ESPN plus 10 June 1st at the Ericsson Globe Arena in Stockholm, Sweden. So this fight is at featherweight. Bia is 27 years old from Stockholm, Sweden. So obviously she's going to be fighting in front of her home fans. She had no pro experience when she was on Tough 28 and she lost in the first round. Now she is a former Muay Thai champ in Europe. She really doesn't have the experience to be in the UFC, uh, you know, but the good news is that Duda is ex inexperienced too. She is 22 years old from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. She trains at Tata Fight Club uh, with UFC fighters Alex Oliveira and Tiago Santos. Her record is 3-0 in the Brazilian regional circuit. Duda was supposed to appear on the Brazilian Dana White Contender Series, but visa problems prevented her from going to Las Vegas. And I know what you're thinking. What? They don't tape those... They don't tape those matches in Brazil? Nope, they do them in Vegas, the same place where they do the uh, regular Contender Series. So uh, I, I don't know if fans know that. They are made for Brazilian TV. So uh, she might be a good match for Bia because, um, you know, they're both pretty inexperienced. Now, I favor Bia only because she is fighting in her hometown and that should motivate her. I guess the only thing this fight shows is that the UFC is signing featherweights, okay? Because both of these girls are new signees, all right? Bea was not signed out of Tough 28. She was signed uh, February, I believe. And uh, Duda is definitely a recent signee. So, you know, all these guys that are going around saying, well, there's not going to be a featherweight division, there's not going to be a featherweight division, there is going to be a featherweight division. And uh, as I said, when uh, Chris Cyborg lost... Uh, in uh, December, uh, I thought, you know, she, I thought she, uh, it was a pretty good chance that she would leave the UFC. I don't believe that anymore because she now has a real manager in Adi Attar, and Adi is uh, currently um, negotiating a new contract for her. And uh, if she, if the news comes out that she signed a contract, well, that's it, she's staying. And I believe it's a better than 50-50 chance at this point. The longer it goes on, the more likely is she's going to sign. What they wanted to maybe to show her is, yes, we're going to do featherweight fights. And possibly with these two fights, okay, they're going to do featherweight fights 
then now it's time to sign Chris Cyborg. But the people who still think that they're not doing featherweight bouts, well, they are doing them because they just, they just set up two and there's going to be more to come. Okay. Anyway, that's about it today. Uh, don't forget once again to uh, check out that video I posted, uh, frankp316.blogspot.com. Um, be back on Sunday with the three UFC fights. If you have any uh, questions or comments, you can leave them on the uh, Anchor voicemail system. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, enjoy the fights tomorrow night and have a good weekend. Talk to you later.